I don't like to ask. Isn't that such a common phrase in daily conversation? And why is that? What holds us back from asking, for help especially? Also even just to find out what others need or are thinking. We, so, we see so many examples in social life of situations which are made worse because people simply do not ask. Failures of governance and management or delivery of services by government or by other organisations are quite often because people were not asked or asked genuinely what they needed or what they knew. I guess it wouldn't take long to find examples in the many reports and inquiries that seem to follow one on top of another after these kinds of failure. What holds us back from asking, especially for help from others? Why don't people have faith in the power of asking for help? After all, one of the most widespread inventions of the 21st century, the internet search engine, I mean Google, I suppose, but there are other brands. I use Ecosia, a non-profit which plants trees, by the way. They completely rely on people asking things. So why is it so complicated to ask for help? Well, psychologists have a range of answers to the question why people do not ask for help when they need it. There's a lack of belief that the request will be heard. There's a lack of trust that the request will be kept confidential where it needs to be. Previous experience of asking for help has not gone well. We fear shame or embarrassment will follow. Or simply don't know what will happen and the uncertainty of that exposure is too great to bear. And then there is the sense that it's a sign of weakness to ask for help. We live in a culture which idealises independence, self-sufficiency and ability to cope. If we ask for help, we might even see ourselves as weak, inadequate, a snowflake. Or we don't like to ask because it could embarrass the person asked, who might say no to our request. These are some of the complications of relationship and feelings which hold us back from asking for help when we need it. Today's Gospel reading raises up the power of asking. We might have been taught, as I was in Sunday school, that asking God for things in prayer is somehow less mature than other forms of prayer such as thanksgiving or penitence. That is not what Jesus teaches here in this Gospel. In this short form of the Lord's Prayer, more than half of the prayer consists of asking our Father for help. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Do not bring us to the time of trial. When his disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, he taught them to ask God, our Father, for help. Primarily for two things for the means to sustain our lives, our food, and to be restored into relationship with God, as well as with our neighbours. The parable that follows Jesus' teaching on prayer here in Luke raises up the power of asking. The man who knocks his friend up in the night for food to feed his visitor gets what he needs in the end, despite a, a, rebu a rebuff at first. Not because of the friendship, but because of the power of the request, which in the end cannot be denied. 
The man's asking for help has power. It is not evidence of his weakness or lack of dignity at all. The man believes in his request. He cannot stop making it until it is granted. The asking is a sign of his dignity and agency and by no means an indication of his weakness or inability to cope. Jesus went on to urge his disciples to ask and they will receive, to seek and they will find, to knock and the door will be opened. And these promises we discover in this teaching are not forms of magical thinking at all, not something which is in our power provided we do it right, irrespective of the circumstances, but they are true indications of the character of God as our Heavenly Father. If even we, as tainted by self-interest and weakness as we are, know what to give children so that they flourish, then God is so much more ready to give us what we need, which is in fact God's own Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the life of Christ in us, which St. Paul wrote about in that section from the letter to the Colossians we had as our first reading. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Paul's letter urges the Colossians not to let anyone, by adding to them complicated theories or religious observances, not to let those condemn them or disqualify them from enjoying their new life in Christ, their faith in God's acceptance of them and forgiveness of them through Christ. So there are good reasons for everyone to be aware of the psychological and the self-interested barriers we face which hold us back both from asking for help and from persisting to ask where the need is undeniable even when first rebuffed. As people of faith in the life of Christ within us, let us claim the strength of that faith to ask God always in prayer for help. Uh, the help that God's own spirit will empower us to ask those who can help for the help that is needed, whether for ourselves or for others in our community or for the world. For it is God's own spirit who is crying out and asking on behalf of those who need that help. Let us be confident in the power of asking, because it is not weak or undignified to ask though some may cause us to feel condemned or disqualified from dignity because of asking for help. Instead, it is an act of bold courage and faith to ask for what is there in the grace and purpose of God. Amen.